please turn your Bible to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 50. We'll start reading at verse 10. And if you're using the Bible that's in front of you here, that should be on page 521. Isaiah is a prophet. Uh, the Old Testament word for prophet does not mean someone who speaks about the future. Uh, the Hebrew word for prophet means someone who speaks for God. A prophet is a messenger who brings messages from God to his people, usually in the form of verbal pictures. And today we study one of the most vivid verbal pictures uh, here in Isaiah chapter 50. We're beginning at verse 10. The prophet conveys this important message from God. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let him who walks in the dark and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. But now, all of you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go. Walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. This is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. This is God's message, and God hasn't changed. In this message, God explains that life is not a walk in the park. Life is a walk in the dark. Life is dark in that our vision, my vision, is so restricted in this life. So much of what impacts my life is hidden from my view and shrouded in the unknown. I can't see the future. Uh, life is full of uncertainties because there's so much I can't see or understand. Life is a walk in the dark. And there are two approaches to making my way in the darkness of day-to-day -day life. Uh, one approach is to trust God in the dark. And the other life approach is to try to find my own way in the dark. And God's message through Isaiah is that those who trust him in the dark, listen to him in the dark, and rely on his word in the dark, these people receive his blessing. Whereas those who try to find their own way in the dark, those who try to create their own light and blaze their own trail in the dark, God has nothing for them. God lets them fall. Uh, God communicates these spiritual truths through Isaiah's verbal picture uh, of a person who makes his or her way through the darkness of life by engaging in a trust walk with God. Have you ever participated in a trust walk? Uh, I did in college. Uh, I was part of a team uh, building exercise where I paired up with another guy uh, and I was blindfolded at one end of an obstacle course while my teammate uh, was at the other uh, end of the finish line of the obstacle course and yelled out instructions uh, to guide me to the finish line. Uh, the whistle blew to start the race, but I didn't move because I was blindfolded. I didn't know where to go. So I waited for my teammate's instruction. Uh, he said, uh, take three steps forward and then two steps, no, three steps to your left and feel around for a rope bridge. You need to cross this bridge 
over a moat of live alligators. There was no alligators, but he wanted to make sure I was really listening. And I was. Uh, I was listening. And this trust walk relationship is precisely the relationship God demands from me. God says, if you want my blessing in this dark world, then it's going to be a trust walk. And every move you make is going to be in response to my word, where you don't move until you listen first to me. This is the way God calls me to live, but it is not the only way to live. The other way of living, God describes as lighting my own torch. God paints the picture of this person who says, I don't want to go on a trust walk with God. I'm going to create my own fire, uh, light my own torch so I can make my own way in this dark world. And God's message for these torch people is you are free. You are free to choose a torch approach to life. But here's my promise. If you walk by your own light, I will not help you and you will fall and your fall will be painful. This promise comes in verse 11, where God says, if you walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze, this is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. Now, this phrase, lie down in torment, is a Hebrew idiom, uh, which I think is best translated by one of our English idioms. The phrase means to fall on your face. God says, if you choose to make your own torch and follow your own way in the dark, you will fall on your face. So how about you? So life is a walk in the dark with many uncertainties. How are you handling those uncertainties in your life? Are you taking a trust walk approach or are you taking a torch walk approach? Unfortunately, there are many who call themselves Christ followers who secretly, deep down, have no intention of really following Jesus in a trust walk kind of dependence. And you know what? Sometimes I'm one of those people. Sometimes, if I'm honest, I have to admit that what I really want is for Jesus to follow me. Uh, what I really want is to use my own torch to find my own way and to make my own plans and then have Jesus and his power following me up. And I can call on Jesus for any emergencies that may pop up along the way. This is the relationship that I naturally want with God because trust walking takes trust. And following the torchlight of my own understanding seems easier and seems a lot more secure. But God's word says that my easy and secure way is neither. In fact, following my own way leads to insecurity and pain and falling and personal torment. Uh, Isaiah tells me that the only way to a God-blessed life is through the hard work of trust walking with God. It's not just the preferred way. It's not just the preferred way to conduct a relationship with God. It is the only way to experience God's peace and power and presence in my life. And this theme is repeated throughout 
Scripture. Over and over, God tells me over and over again that the only relationship I can have with Him is a trust walk. And this theme begins with God's relationship with Adam and Noah and Abraham and Moses. And then when God's people are enslaved in Egypt, God uses Moses to set them free. And once... uh, His people are out of Egypt. Uh, God explains to them that he's going to lead them to a promised land. But it was going to be a trust walk on the way to the promised land. It would be a trust walk where his people would follow his cloud by day in a column of fire by night. God put his cloud and his fire before them and said, follow me. And in this trust walk fashion, God led his people to the shores of the Red Sea where they were trapped. Uh, They had miles of ocean in front of them and the Egyptian army bearing down behind them. And Exodus chapter 14 tells us that there were some who began to yell at Moses. What were they yelling? Well, considering how God's people had just seen miracle after plague miracle in order to secure their freedom uh, from Pharaoh, you would think that these people would be shouting to Moses, Moses, isn't this exciting? Uh, God is going to do something really big here because he certainly wouldn't do all those miracles and then abandon us here at the Red Sea. But that's not what happened. According to Exodus chapter 14, a group started shouting blame at Moses saying, what have you done? We were better off in Egypt. And of course, these loudmouths were really not yelling at Moses. They were expressing their lack of trust in God. But then full of faith, Moses says, stand firm and watch what God is going to do. And because Moses trusted God, God parted the Red Sea and fulfilled his plan for his people. And it turned out that God intentionally brought his people to a difficult place where God would teach his people how to trust him. And those who didn't trust God, well, uh, they went on a torch walk instead of a trust walk. They didn't survive. They fell in the desert and they fell on their faces and never saw the promised land. And through Isaiah, God is reminding me that every day God is trying to teach me how to follow him in a trust walk relationship. Sometimes using good days, sometimes using very Red Sea bad days. God demands that I trust walk with him, where if I have a decision to make, I don't move until I first ask God his opinion, where when a problem arises, I don't move until I first listen to God's word, where when someone angers me, instead of taking a torch walk and a knee jerk kind of reaction, I trust walk and first ask God how to respond where when temptation arises, I don't move until I first hear God's instructions on escape. And I think I know what it means. I think I know what it means to uh, live in a trust walk relationship with God instead of a torch walk. But I could use an example. Isaiah gives me an example. Uh, In Isaiah chapter 37 and 38, Isaiah writes about a man who had a trust walk with God where he always listened to God first. His name was Hezekiah. 
And he was king over God's people in Jerusalem. And Isaiah writes about the worst day in Hezekiah's life. It was the day when Sennacherib, the uh, Assyrian king, came with a vast army to knock on the fortress door of his kingdom in Jerusalem. And Sennacherib and his army were on a roll. Uh, They had plundered cities ten times the size of Jerusalem without breaking a sweat. So Sennacherib lays siege to Jerusalem and casually jots off a note uh, and stuck it through the cracks in the wall to be delivered to King Hezekiah. And this is what the note said. The note said, King Hezekiah, I'm standing outside the city wall ready to destroy you and your city. Nothing or no one is going to save you. So why don't you just give up And I may let some of your people live. Give up or you die. Love Sennacherib. I don't know. Maybe something. Yeah, I don't know how he ends it. But uh, uh, it was a bad day. So what did King Hezekiah do? According to Isaiah, Hezekiah got on his knees, spread this note before God and said, God, what Sennacherib says is right. He is undefeated. He's never been defeated. And humanly speaking, we do not have a chance. But God, I trust you and I'll do whatever you say. Well, God spoke back to Hezekiah through Isaiah saying, Hezekiah, because you brought this letter to me first and not to your war planners or to your counselors, because you came to me first and put your trust in me first. You don't need to worry about Sennacherib. I will fight for you. And that very night, God defeated Sennacherib and his vast army so that when Hezekiah woke up after a good night's sleep in the morning, the problem was solved. When you trust walk with God, God works in the details of your life and personally arranges things to fill your life with his blessing. Can you imagine what God would do if you came to him first and you spread out before God your child's report cards that say that your child is failing in school? Spread out to God those divorce papers. Spread out to God those credit card statements that say that you're getting buried in debt. Spread out to God those discouraging medical reports or that pink slip from work. Can you imagine what God would do if you came to him first and spread out your decisions and your options and your problems and your troubles? God says, you know, if you live by the torchlight of your understanding, you're not even giving me a chance. I can't reward you if you do that. You'll just fall on your face. But if you engage in a trust walk with me, and turn to me first, then I have the opportunity to reward you with mighty displays of power that will strengthen you and bless you. But this trust walk doesn't just apply to problems, Hezekiah-type problems. God doesn't want me to just turn to him when I have a crisis. God wants me to turn to him first in the good days and the bad days every day in a way that turns my life into an adventure of being a part of his plan. Uh, my kids, uh, uh, twins, uh, Parker and Kaylee, are, are 12 years old now. Uh, but I remember the 
days when they were like three or four, and uh, we made up a favorite game. Uh, the game had a dumb name. It was just called Jump in Your Arms. Uh, the game began one evening after bath time. Uh, Parker put a bath towel around his uh, neck like a cape, climbed into the top bunk of uh, his bunk bed, and waited uh, until I walked into the room. And as soon as I stepped across the threshold, he called out, Dad, catch me! And in one terrifying second, Jump in Your Arms was born. Uh, although from that day on, the game had to always start with uh, first asking, Dad, are you ready? So uh, I will never forget the look of those beaming faces as they passed horizontally just inches from the ceiling light fixture and into my arms and then plop them into the sofa. And uh, at some level, this jump in your arms game is a picture of the kind of relationship your heavenly father wants with you. God wants you to take the risk of jumping into his arms with complete trust. You know, it would never occur to my kids to do a background check on me to see if I've ever dropped any flying kids. Uh, Their mother had many vocal uh, objections and doubts, uh, but my kids, no. They had a complete faith that uh, allowed them to take the risk of leaving the top bunk with expectation of nothing but an exciting ride. And I'll never forget that jump in your arms game because with every jump, I got to see the faces of two, two faces I love more than anything in the world. And just a beam of exhilaration, like there was nothing more joyful or exciting that can be experienced on earth. And this is what God wants for my life. God does not want me to stumble in the dark of this life, groping around for the same trinkets that unbelievers are looking for. God wants me to fly. But flying begins with what seems like a risk. And God has always arranged it that way. Uh, If my life is going to count, just like everyone else mentioned in Scripture, it starts with taking the risk of jumping into his arms and taking that trust walk. God came to Abraham and said, leave your homeland and follow me. Abraham said, where are we going? God said, follow me. Trust me. Abraham took the risk of a trust walk. He left everything and he changed history. One day, Jesus came to some fishermen named Peter and James and John and said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of souls instead of fish. James, Peter, and John took the risk, left everything to go on a trust walk with Jesus, and they made history. And in their training days uh, with Jesus, those disciples were in a boat. And in the middle of a storm that was scaring them to death, suddenly they saw Jesus walking on top of the angry waves. And as Jesus drew closer, Peter yelled, Jesus, call me to you. And so Jesus did call Peter out of the boat. And while keeping his eyes on Jesus, Peter was able to walk on the water. For a few seconds, Peter was flying. And for a few seconds, he had the exhilaration of trust walking in the dark on top of the waves. This was Peter's jump into Jesus' arms moment. He left his comfort zone, and as long as he had his eyes focused on Jesus, he was flying. What about you? 
Before you can walk on the water, you have to get out of the boat. In what area is Jesus calling you to get out of the boat? Maybe it's being bold enough to share Jesus with some of your friends. Maybe getting out of the boat means getting out of a bad habit or a bad attitude or a bad relationship. Maybe your trust walk is deciding that you're going to serve uh, here as part of the church, serving our kids or uh, serving our students or somewhere else. Maybe your trust walk is deciding to tithe and to actually trust God enough to give the way God calls you to give to His work in the church. Maybe your leap of faith is to be bold enough to just be yourself in your relationships. Maybe it's following a dream that God gave you long ago to serve Him and really make a difference in this world. And this is, of course, what we're doing as a church. In 77 days, we will be leaving the comfort zone of this building, and we're going to go on a trust walk. We're going to go on a trust walk with God. And I hope you're excited about it, because this is our leap of faith into the arms of the Father and our opportunity to make some history. Life is a walk in the dark. Don't go on a torch walk. Go on a trust walk. Listen to Jesus calling you out of your boat and into his arms. Make this moment a holy moment of recommitting yourself to the exhilaration of flying in a trust walk with Jesus.